This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Do. Because when it's game time, it's telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mark Grody. Filling in for Mully on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. An unlikely but pleasing end to the game for the Chicago Bears. Bears win. Final score from Minnesota. The Chicago Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings by a final score of 12 to 10. Cairo Santos with the game-winning field goal, only leaving a few ticks on the clock at the very end in a very chaotic ending to this game. 
as we do officially welcome you in to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. I am Mark Grody. Momentarily, we'll be joined by Patrick Manley and Olin Krutz. They will be reacting. I want to let you guys know, too, that we would love to hear from you as well on this postgame show. 312-644-6767. This is a good time to line up. Get in early. 312-644-6767. This game was seemed to have been trending gentlemen in the direction of blown opportunities for the bears off of their turnovers, but somehow some way the bears win this game late in the game. Bears were up nine, three, all of a sudden Josh Dobbs comes to life with a 17 yard touchdown pass to TJ Hawkinson. It makes it 10 to nine Vikings bears get the ball back on a third and 10 Justin Fields, fumbled. It felt devastating, but the Vikings drive stalled on the Bears 45. Vikings did not have a good drive. Bears get the ball back with 2.30 left on their own 22. Justin Fields then redemption on a third and 10, finds DJ Moore for 36 yards down to the 10-yard line, eventually setting up the Cairo Santos 30-yard field goal, and the Bears win. Olin Krutz, I will start with you, sir. What did you think of this game? Your first thoughts? My first thoughts were that the defense was lights out, right? The defense now, I think that's eight takeaways in the last two games and just, uh, you know, held Dobbs. The, the Minnesota offense really couldn't do anything except for that one drive you mentioned where they went down the field. The Bears had some injuries in the secondary, but uh, th that that trade for Montez Sweat started to look like a big trade. And then um, we keep asking for the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Can he make the play, right? 36 yards to DJ Moore. Uh, they win the game. Congratulations to them, man. I mean, hopefully, Pat, this starts to get loosen them up a little bit where they can play, where they realize they can win games and get this offense going. But to see Justin Fields fumble twice and then hit a big play to DJ Moore, that felt good for them, I'm sure, today in that locker room. Yeah, my, my first reaction, guys, is thank you. God, <laughs> I couldn't go through it again if they'd blown another game like they did last week. And it was it was nice to see Justin Fields bounce back from those two fumbles because I'm sitting there watching TV. I'm like, no, young man, I just don't want this to happen to you. You want greatness. You want to you want these guys to succeed. And we're talking about Olin. You've been talking about it. I want to see him in the you know the, the the game moments, right? And he had two of them, and he had two fumbles, and then he comes back and and makes that throw to DJ Moore and wins the game. And that's what you ask him to do. But, again, if you evaluate him thoroughly, you, you don't want those fumbles. But, man, again, thank God he came through and pulled that game out. And, yeah, man, that defense, there's something. Okay, Minnesota is a mediocre team offensively now with Joshua Dobbs, but they dominated. So think about the last two games. They've only given up 23 points to this Minnesota team, one with Kirk Cousins at quarterback and the other with Joshua Dobbs. But this defense is really coming together, and uh, they're fun to watch. And, you know, they, they talk about takeaways come in bunches. And uh, I think we've seen that. So, like you said, Olin, eight takeaways in two, uh, two games. But what is concerning to me is three points off of four takeaways. And you just can't have that. That's not good enough. I don't care, uh, you know, about the Brian Flores defense or whoever it is. You've got to score more points there if you want to be more successful. But, again, thank God we won the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the absolute bottom line. Bears 12 and Minnesota 10. It is interesting when you dig into this game and the defense literally 
handing the ball to the offense throughout it and just coming up with three on a couple of occasions too many times where the Bears offense early on just was was not up to it so I guess I'm going into the the Justin Fields and his Bears offense as a whole conversation here right away because although Justin Fields looked great and that final drive the 36 yards there was still too much that didn't happen in this game to where I can't I, I, I I'm not sure if I could check the box for Justin Fields in terms of this being convincing for his future with the Bears in the future in the NFL what do you guys think yeah no, definitely not yes. right De- definitely not I mean we, we all know what we watch, we watch the offense struggle. We watch the defense put on a show. And I'll be honest with you, I've been a, lot, a part of a lot of games like that <laughs> here in Chicago, right? And uh, watching Jalen Johnson, even though he dropped that pick six, uh, close to the best player on the field tonight, man, dominating on his side of the field with tackles, covering his receiver, Montez Sweat, Yannick Ngakwe, Justin Jones, Javon Dexter. Uh, they gave that uh, Vikings offensive line hell all night. TJ Edwards. Uh, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, linchpins of this defense that we're watching take a step. Now, uh, like you're saying, Grody, we're not going to go overboard here, right? We all know what we watched tonight. We watched right. the offense struggle mightily, right? They struggled mightily tonight. No, this is not the performance you wanted for Justin Fields. But, Pat, we've been asking for him to win the game at the end of the game. I'm hoping that that gets him going a little bit, right? But today, uh, to, for me, Pat, I don't know about you, too much of him in the pocket, right? Yep. Too much first down throws. Too much not staying on schedule. After that first nine-minute drive, I thought they would just stick with that kind of game plan. It kind of went away from I thought Getze struggled a little bit against Flores. And look, why Coach Flores went away from the blitz, that's up to him. I'm thankful he did. <laughs> yeah, my biggest problem today was Flo- uh, not Flores, was, uh, was Getze. I mean, how many times did we see the screen game? You know, even, mm-hmm. even, even, even uh, Traikman was laughing at the end that the rookie was picking out that they were going to throw that you know little screen game to him. I understand they're trying to target um, – DJ Moore, I think they targeted him. Well, he had 11 receptions, but I don't know how many targets it was. But they're trying to get in the ball. But to me, I just I was sick of it. You were seeing too many negative plays or zero gain yards on that play. I think I tweeted during the middle of the game, Roshan Johnson was rushing for 4.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of the run game. Just line up and run it. I mean, that's your strength of the team. Just give them more of an opportunity up front to kind of ground, uh, ground you know, just kind of run the ground game at them. Uh, but, I, again, I, it's, I think Luke Getze got – you know, beat by Brian Flores again, but they did come up with a win, but I just was not impressed with the game plan. You know, what we saw last week I thought was a step in the right direction. I understand you're going against a different defense, a different play caller with the blitzing and all that stuff, but there's a lot of things that Getsy could have done to, uh, you know, I, I think, score points. That would be, be the answer. Yeah, you know, uh, Grody, some of those runs, as Pat knows, some of those screens, as Pat knows, are choice by the quarterback, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're zone reads. So the zone reads, and you have another. It's almost like a spread out triple option, right? And he's and he's and some of those, I'm sure Getsy will say, Fields. He thought Fields read wrong, and he shouldn't have thrown that pass. He should have either ran the ball or kept it on the run. So I'd be interested, Pat, to go back to the all 22 and see how yes. many of those were actually called right. or were choice by the quarterback to throw it out there to the receiver. But to the bigger point, right? The quarterback and the play caller are struggling together right now. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me. Uh, uh, Flues has a has a decision to make up there at Hallis Hall, man. I mean, like we got what do we got now? Uh, where are we? Five five games left? Yes. With Justin Fields, I, I mean, I don't know. It, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you think Rhoda? I don't know if you think Pat. 
but but it's not working, right? It's not working right now on offense. It almost seems like they get to a point of calling plays for Justin Fields, and he's run out of ideas, <laughs> right? And we don't need that with Justin Fields, right? right. We don't need that. We, we need something else, something more creative, more quarterback runs, more things that Justin Fields can do uh, because right now they look stuck in the mud against teams like the Vikings. Well, I, what, what I'll say is, like, again, the Justin Fields look good at times on that very first drive where he had back-to-back plays where he bought time with his legs, found Khalil Herbert on one of them, found Roshan Johnson. One of those was a third down play as well. And that, that to me, I like – you do that, like you buy, because that that is your that is your superstar skill, your feet. So he, we saw him doing that, and then finding guys. If he's able to do that consistently, the guy is going to be a star. But the problem is that he just doesn't do it consistently. And then I'll go to the in the second quarter, the the busted drive after the Jalen Johnson pick is three, nothing bared bears. The Johnson takes it to around midfield. Kyler Gordon gets the taunting call uh, mm-hmm. for taking his helmet off two more penalties um, after that. And then the punt um, after fields almost got Darnell Mooney killed on a third down play on that third down where he overthrew where he waits too long to hit him and then overthrows him. So that, I mean, that is like two like moments of you see, some really good stuff and then bad stuff. And I realize a lot of the bad stuff too was, was, was within the penalties there, but there were just opportunities that you look at and say, how are you not capitalizing and how could you be so sloppy? Yeah. And this, this team is not good enough to overcome those. I mean, every now and then Justin Fields will, will you know, will rescue you with his legs or whatever, but uh, you just can't have that with this team right now. You can't have it with any team really, but that that's the sign of a bad offense when you're having penalties like that. You just, you, you can't have that happen. No, they, listen, I mean, we're not confused, right? That, that was a terrible game by the offense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they, not enough points. Um, didn't put the ball in the end zone. And then, you know, uh, Cairo Santos missed that first field goal, right, which which hurt them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were nine-minute drive. You missed a field goal. It takes some momentum away from you. Uh, they, they didn't move the ball enough after two drives, as Grody mentioned. But for a team that we've been saying for weeks now, they beat themselves. Losers find a way to lose. All these things we've been saying. Today, they found a way to win. Uh, uh, no matter what, 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 you know, it's usually us complaining about why the hell did <laughs> Flues go away from the Blitz? Right. Right. Why did you get safe there? Well, now the, now the Vikings, either they're sports radio. I hope they have fun this week. I'm used to it, right? It's not going to be very fun. Trust me. You got to pick a part of the uh, uh, game. You got to find everything wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. Justin Fields did not have a good game. You do not say tonight, well, with that, if you had the first pick of the draft, you don't take a quarterback. That, 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 that wasn't erased tonight. But what, what was the question that was answered, Pat and Mark, is the question that we've been asking, can they find a way to win? Winners win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they found a way to win. Can it start something for them or for Justin Fields is a question that you have as you go on through this season. Because when Hawkinson caught that ball and Eddie Jackson didn't drive on him, you know, uh, uh, we, in our text chain, we said, what's going to happen when it's 10 to 9 and Justin Field has the ball, right, yep. Pat? Yep. That's what we asked. And that was when it was 9 to, nine to, nine to 3, Grody. We asked that when it was 9 to 3. When it's 10 to 9, uh, what's going to happen? Well, he hit, he hit last week, throw the damn ball to DJ Moore to win the game. Guess what they did today? Yep. Threw the damn ball to DJ Moore. 
right? That's that that, that happened today. I, I know everything else that happened during the game, but that did happen. Yeah, we'll give a lot more love to the defense, too. But obviously, mm -hmm. these are the things that we've been talking about all season long. And yeah, to, to your point, Justin Fields makes a play because that's what we were screaming about last year. Somebody make a damn play. Now, I know that that was on defense, but they did have that in this game. Fourth quarter, Kyler Gordon comes up with a big pick that could have gone to Justin Jones, who made the play, deflected it. It pops into Gordon's hands. So the difference between this week and last week was that you did have, in some regards, is that you did have guys making late plays in this game. And yes, the Bears won the game. Bears 12, Vikings 10. That is to be celebrated. Game-winning field goal for Cairo Santos of 30 yards to get the W for the Bears, who are now 4-8 and eight on the season. The Vikings even at 6-6. Six and six. As you are listening to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew, along with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley. I am Mark Grody, Sean Sears, producing the show in our downtown Chicago studios. And we're taking your calls starting right now at 312-644-6767. I see all you guys lining up, and let's start with Mark in Lowell, Indiana. Hello, Mark. You're on the score. Marky Mark. We don't have Mark. All he's, right. He's like the Bears we offense. will move on. Let's. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, there he is. Mark, what's up, man? A little Come late on, to Mark, the show. You got to make a play, man. When... Yeah, you got to make a play, dude. Like, Let's go. I, I was like, I'm Poles. Poles, you see his face on TV. He's watching the game just like I am saying, I give you all that talent, and that's all you can do with it. And I know he's, he's going to bring more talent <laughs> to this team, but there's he's watching that game like I am, like, no, this coaching staff's got to go. That's my bottom line. I don't like them, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I know Pat, even his special teams, you, you can't even like that special teams that's, that, that they put out there. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pat. I'm gonna start with you. So, Pat, you can't, you don't, you can't like that special teams, could you? No, I, well, you, I, no, I don't. I don't like the punt return yardage they gave up. I don't like uh, the touchbacks and all that stuff on punt. But um, you know, this is this. Okay, you're talking about the coaching changes. That that. That potentially could happen. But they have a five-game season left, right? And what happened today is you kind of got over the hump a little bit, I think, in that locker room, what you were talking about, Olin, earlier. They have a little bit of belief now. They believe they can go win a game. As we're, we're sitting there at home thinking, how are they going to screw this up? They might be thinking the same thing on the sideline, but now they went out there and they won the game, and they, they, they now have some belief. So the next five games, be a little bit more fun for them. You know what I mean? Now that now they go out there, they can prove they can win a tight game, come from behind. Justin Fields pulled it out. Um, so we'll see what they do in the next five games. There's going to be a whole lot more stuff talking about coaches being fired, uh, GMs being fired or whatever during the off season. But right now for the next five games, they gave themselves a little belief and saw themselves pull out a win. Yeah. You, and you turn right around and you get the lions and the Browns, right? Mm -hmm. And the Cardinals. And, and then you end with the Falcons and the Packers. So to Mark's point, man, I mean, uh, just like Justin Fields is not off the hot seat after that performance tonight, the coaching staff isn't either. Right. But we talked about, uh, in the pregame show, would Coach Flues match up well? I thought the Vikings had a, an advantage on their coaching staff over the Bears' coaching staff. Coach Flues put on a show tonight, guys. He put on a show tonight calling the defense, getting his guys in position to make plays. His defense, Pat, me and you have seen this cover two, Tampa two-style defense perform like this. Uh, Alex Brown and Lance Briggs always scolded me on, on post-game shows saying, Olin, it's takeaways. The, the, when you say turn it over, you're, you're, you're implying that the offense just gave it to us. We, they didn't. We took it away from them. And that's what the defense is doing mm -hmm. right now. They're putting so much pressure on the offense 
that they're taking the ball away. Uh, uh, like you said, uh, Grody, Kyler Gordon there to catch it. Jalen Johnson with a pick. He almost had another pick six. That would have been five interceptions. That, that, that is crazy, mm-hmm. man, the mm-hmm. amount of pressure and, and, and them getting after the ball that they have been doing the last two weeks. And even as bad as the Vikings are, remember the Lions record, and they'll see the Lions again. But, but no, one is, no one is saying, guys, that the coaches and fields are off the hot seat. No, no, but you go back to Flus, man. He is. He's been calling some some great games. I mean, he's dialing up blitzes where guys are coming scot free, and that that's that's coaching. You need both. You need guys to make plays. You need guys to uh, and coaches to make plays. That's a coach making a play. So, you know, as we've talked, maybe the last five weeks, Eber Flus's defense has really stepped up, and now with Sweat uh, being here, it's making a difference up front. Javon Dexter is making a difference up front. I, Olin, we talked about in the pregame. I was nervous that maybe he would stick, take a step back late in the season. Sometimes the rookies hit a wall and they're not ready to play these these extra games that are you know extra games compared to what you've done in college. I've been impressed, and I was not impressed earlier in the season how he was playing, but I'm really impressed now how he stepped up his game. Now he looks like he's he's much more comfortable in this one gap scheme compared to his two gap scheme in college. So I got to give that young man credit as well. So that whole D line has really stepped up. Yeah, we talked about in the pregame that we thought he should be starting, mm-hmm. right? Javon Dexter maybe should be starting there. And look, I know it's I know it's going to shock a lot of people, but if you go out and give someone a player who's worth $98 million, <laughs> $98 million, it improves your defense, yeah. right? Same thing, if, you know, if you find somebody like that on offense, it'll improve your offense. And we keep talking about when you put these rosters up now, uh, Grody, I'm sure you see the same things. When you put the Bears roster up against another team's roster, you say to yourself, you know what? This doesn't look that bad anymore, this matchup, right? Like We've been talking about that, and they're starting to show that they do have talent on the field. Uh, the game was not good on offense. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, two fumbles. It, it looks bleak. And all of a sudden, you got Justin Fields, a first-round pick, throwing it to DJ Moore, another first-round pick. Players make plays at the end of games. That's right, and it, it, Montez Sweat had a just a badass sack on a third down. I believe it was in the first quarter, and he just manhandled the quarterback. I mean, it was great to see that out of Montez Sweat, especially early, just to say, "Yo, I'm here." After you know, everybody wanted more from him, literally being on the field more. The you guys talked about the Jalen Johnson pick, you know, beautiful catch actually on that one where he goes up high, grabs it with both hands, and then was looking to take it as far as he could. We've we mentioned uh, the Kyler Gordon pick in the fourth quarter, second quarter, Jaquan Brisker grab a nice diving interception, which actually went off the hands of Jordan Addison, and then T.J. Edwards with a pick off the. The, the Jalen Johnson deflection there and forced them to go for a field goal at the time. So every interception had its story, and I wanted to make sure I gave props to all of those guys because that is why they won the game. The defense wins the game, although Justin Fields a massive pass to DJ Moore for 36 yards in the final seconds. Bears beat the Vikings 12-10 the final. We go to Dean in Wrigleyville. What up, Dean? You're on the score with Olin Cruz, Patrick Manley, and me, Mark Grody. Moby Ditka, great to be on the line with you. Olin, an honor, and Patrick Manelli, love the long snapper IPA. Um, real quick, guys, I'm torn on a lot of this. I think Justin Fields looked fantastic early, and then there was that rough tackle. You know, I think there was like four penalties at that point. It looked like he got hit in the helmet, and it was kind of a rough tackle. I know this isn't a light tackle league. He wasn't suplexed, but. He seemed a little dazed on the next thing. And then, you know, that, that 
I wonder if he was concussed. You know, then he had two fumbles later. I'm not going to blame any head injury on that. The defense was awesome. Four interceptions. They didn't get two of those fumbles. My main thing is Getty needs to go. Before they hit the tarmac, they need to put him on a megabus or a greyhound to Chicago. There's no way Luke Getty should be getting on that plane. Screen left, screen right was literally what, what I don't know, the numbers, 35, 40% of the play calls. You have D.J. Moore. Send the ball down the field. Mooney was looking fine. Uh, St. Brown looked fine. He had some great blocks. You know, throw him into the mix. The other thing is I'm worried about Eberflus. I mean, does he keep the job with this defense? You know, the defense looks great. But, again, Getsy needs to go. Do you keep Eberflus? It's a tough one. And then lastly, you know, I'm watching this, talking to my buddies on the chat threads. Dude, you know, we all wanted to win this game, right? And you guys had said it earlier. You know, oh, you know, a, a win is a win is a win. But isn't the fourth or fifth pick worth more than the eighth pick? It's all moot if we're keeping Justin Fields, but then that's another question. Right, so, right. Thanks for the call, man. I, I'm sorry to cut you, but we are up against the break. Is that you laughing over there, Olin? Yeah, man. It's you know, it's, as Dean is saying, it's complicated. You know, it's a complicated issue, but I'm gonna enjoy the win anyway. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So are they in that locker room? Yeah. But he did have an interesting point though about Justin Fields and, and, and being concussed. And I'm, I know the play he's talking about where he did hit his head on the turf. And I thought the TV did a great job of zeroing in on his eyes on the next play. Do you guys reckon or notice that that they kind of showed him like? You know, looking around the field, and and, and I, I I was the same, uh, wondering the same thing. Was he concussed? Because he did hit his head yeah. on the ground, and they showed yep. his eyes, and he yep. looked completely dialed in. Olin, we've been around enough guys who've been concussed, and we know what they kind of look like. And, you know, that made me feel better that they did that kind of shot, and it showed he was fine. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think he was concussed. Listen, yeah. I stayed at a Motel 6 last night, but I'm no doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's Uh-oh. Olin Krutz, and that is Patrick Manley. I am Mark Grody. This is the Great Clips post-game show presented by Telemore Do. It's a Bears win. Bears 12, Vikings 10. Bears with uh, four takeaways, four interceptions in this game. They only scored three points off of them, so we're, we're keeping it real here. It's a win. It's a win, and some really cool things happened at the end, but the overall, this was not particularly convincing. I'm going to ask the guys a little bit more about Luke Getzey and what kind – If did he have a good game? Did he have a bad game? I'm going to ask Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley that when we return. Plus, we're going to get to a bunch of your phone calls. We get to be with you talking about this Bears win until midnight tonight. So keep the calls coming, 312-644-6767. It's the Bears winning postgame show on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Do. Because when it's game time, it's telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mark Grody. Filling in for Mully on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Third down and nine as a result of the first two plays. And now a sack for Montez Sweat. Traded from Washington at the deadline. They've locked him up for a four-year extension, and he gets his second sack with the Bears, a loss of eight. It's fourth down. Yeah, big sack on third down from Montez Sweat way back in the first quarter of what turned out to be a Bears win. Bears 12, 
Minnesota 10. The Bears did dominate a lot of these statistical categories, but there were some very disappointing things with the offense in this one. Three points off of four takeaways and just a lot of frustrating moments, despite one of the great moments of the game, and that was the third and 10 Justin Fields pass to DJ Moore for 36 yards um, to get the ball down to the 10 and set up the Cairo Santos game-winning field goal with time running out. The Bears win by two. And I'm going to ask Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley more about Luke Getze here in a second, but I want to go back to the phones here because a lot of people want to jump in, so we'll start with a call, and then we'll talk about Luke Getze. Let's get to Calvin in Chicago Heights. What's up, Calvin? You're on the on the score with Krutz, Manley, and Grody. How are you guys doing tonight? Great, man. Oh, I have a – I'm really confused about the fact when you guys uh, – it was a good they won the game, but was Justin Fields calling the plays tonight? No. Well, I keep hearing you guys say, well, we don't know if he's the guy or, or we need to move on from him. Doesn't he call the plays that, that the uh, that Getsy was calling, the, the play calls? So that's what I'm trying to figure I out. I got you. So you're saying, so I got you, man. You're saying you do not like Luke Getsy. You don't, you don't like the way he oh, called the game? Guys, but, yeah, but you're saying that we still don't know if Justin Fields is the guy. He's only he's only doing what the coach is telling him to do. <laughs> but he, he did have two fumbles in the fourth quarter, correct? I understand that. Yeah, but I'm, I know I'm just saying this too. He did. So when I, I love what I want to do is see him win, right? And he did. And he finally came through in the fourth quarter. But if you're evaluating an entire game, an entire individual, you have to take everything into account. I'm very happy he won that game. But if you're evaluating for his, his future for the Bears and everything, you would hope he wouldn't have those fumbles, that he would win the game maybe a little bit easier but not turning those balls over, you know, winning it just kind of maybe in a fourth quarter, a four-minute offense of just running out the clock because they get the, the other field goal and go up 12-3 to three or whatever at that time. Um, so it's just a big evaluation of him. I'm happy the young man came through at the end. I, I really am, and I hope he continues to grow from that. But, yeah, it's not all on him. Luke Getzey, I don't think, called a great game either. But he didn't play a perfect game. He didn't play a good game. He played a mediocre game. But in the end, he did win the game, and that, that's a fact. Um, I, I think to your point, Pat, and to also what Calvin's talking about, and uh, when you brought up those two fumbles, that was just, you know, that's like bringing out the ace of spades when you're playing spades. But um, <laughs> What about the fumbles? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think it, maybe it's time to find out. You know what I mean? And, and you hate – talking about a, a guy, uh, you know, Coach Getsy losing his job or whatever it may be. But, but we know it, it, like, that marriage just isn't working between him and Justin yes. Fields. And I don't know if the Bears have time to wait, right? I don't know. You have five games left. Um, you have to draft. You know, you, you, you're, you're going to get a high pick in the draft. You might be considering a quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens here in these last five games and where the Bears all end up. But you're going to have to make a decision on Justin Fields at the end of this year, and as we're saying, um, he, he, he threw that ball at the end. Uh, there were some plays in here today, right? There was the fourth and ten that, that Eberflus went for on the second drive and hit Cole Komet. That's a big play, but not enough of them. The two fumbles have you worried about Justin Fields. Uh, we have to find out now, it, it, you know, is Getsy calling bad plays or is Justin Fields not making plays? Right. 
And I think it's fair to say, and I know this is the cop-out answer, but clearly there is a combination of that. You want to pick mm-hmm. apart Luke Getze's game tonight? Absolutely. I totally get it. I understand it. But you, know, you think about the timing of the fumbles, too. These are not like early you can recover from fumbles. And the Bears did recover, but you don't usually recover. Let's face it, the Vikings did not play well tonight. That, that did not look like a good football team the Bears were playing tonight. But in the fourth quarter, Kyler Gordon gets the the pick off of Justin Jones, and then the Bears get the ball right there. That's when you're supposed to make a play. Fields comes up with a fumble at that point, and that's just an absolute killer. And then all the other times in this game today where the defense set the offense up time after time after time with really good field position, and the best they were able to get out of those opportunities was a couple of field goals, and it it was bad. It was bad, and it was sloppy, and there, there was more to it than just Justin Fields. But this is not a game, unfortunately, where I checked the box for Justin Fields and I want Justin Fields to succeed. Well, let's go to Dave in uh, in Slinger, Wisconsin. What's going on, Dave? Hi, Mark, Alden, and Pat. How are you guys? We're good. Hey, what's well, up, man? I just we finally beat somebody in our division, and now after this win, let's let's get um well let's can let's think of the game ahead. We've won game at a time, but let's get Detroit and let's beat Green Bay. We finally beat somebody in our division. You think this team can start a win streak and maybe we're not going to make the playoffs, but get good picks in the future, I think, looks bright for the Chicago Bears. What do you think? Well, thanks for the call. And, Olin, it's too bad the Bears blew the Detroit game because that's exactly where you could have been heading right now. I mean, you you mentioned this, the schedule. This is their, They get their bye now. They get Detroit at home, which obviously will be challenging. But I think that you, you have to like the Bears' chances in that based on what they did to Detroit last time. Then they're at Cleveland, home Arizona, and Atlanta. And then at Green Bay, you know, there's not a whole lot. And I know Cleveland's been good, but these are winnable games, I I think so it is too bad they blew the game against Detroit in terms of actually stacking wins if people want to talk about that yeah and, and stacking wins in your division right and, yeah and they can yeah. do that next week and, and you're you're right Mark and, and Dave's right too the the Lions are a team they dominated in Detroit right they dominated them for three and a half quarters and then lost the game so they they even though they lost a the game they have to feel good about uh, the Lions coming to Chicago next week at noon and they have to feel good about their matchup in that game. Uh, you know, I saw DJ Moore. You just, at this time of the year, Pat, as you know, you're always worried about guys being bumped up. So we'll see we'll see what their, their injury report looks like come Monday or Tuesday. But if they are fully healthy, they do match up well against these Lions, and they proved that. And, you, you know, the one good thing, Pat, I, even though it's crazy to say it, I thought it happened was they got in a position where, they couldn't play it safe with Justin Fields. They had to put the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. and he had to throw the ball down the field, and it was good to see them do that. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, they got the bye week, so maybe they can heal up a little bit here. Um, but it, my, my, I think the biggest question is if they do go on a little bit of a run here, is Eberflus, his job already gone? Does he save his job? Does he save anybody else's job? What is Kevin Warren going to do? What has he already evaluated? I don't know if they've dug themselves so deep that it doesn't matter what happens. You know what I mean? Maybe just Ryan Poles wants it to just the, the guys to continue to grow and then they're going to work with a, a different 
coordinator, different head coach or whatever. So I, I don't know where they stand in that regard, but I think just for that locker room and building for the future, because most of those guys are going to be coming back, when you start stacking those wins, you get that confidence. I talked about it earlier. Now you've got over the, uh, the hump now, the Justin Fields, you've got to win. You pulled one through, and you feel a little bit more confident in each game going into those situations. So it's good growth for the team, but the, I think the biggest question is who's coming back as far as coaches, uh, general manager, where are they going in that direction? But for the next five games, uh, it'll be nice to see them keep growing because they do have some winnable games. Right, and what will Kevin Warren's part in all of this be as well? Where will he exactly impose his will? And, and that's something that I want to talk with you guys about later. we got to take a break. But, you know, there was – I've talked about this a couple of times over the last week while it was the holidays and everything's kind of – you know, people are changing their habits and all. But, but Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated saying that, you know, that he believes that Ryan Poles wants more power on the football side of things, which is A-OK with me. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Much to discuss still about this Bears win. Bears beat the Vikings 12-10. to 10. One thing we do eventually have to get into is we talked a little bit about the decisions defensively for the Vikings and, and Flores not putting much heat on Justin Fields towards the end of that game. And the other thing that I know they're talking about in Minnesota, and I want to pick your guys' brains on this, was the Vikings going for it on fourth and seven. And that's on Kevin O'Connell. So I want to figure out what you guys think about that and more of your calls at 312 640 I'm Mark Grody. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Bears beat the Vikings 12-10. More coming up on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Lining up on that Viking logo at the 49 in Minnesota. Chicago third and three. Fields in the gun, moves his receiver, shotgun snap, backpedal seven, winds up, winds right pass, near side, caught 39-yard line, near sideline, grabbed by Moore, then quickly brought down in the play by Blackman, on the near sideline, at the 40 of the Vikings, a strike of 10, a first down for Chicago. Yes, we got ourselves a fast play! <laughs> 10 yard out, down the field, nice throw as the corner was falling off. Good throw right on the numbers of D.J. Moore to protect him from that hit and get the first down. All right, welcome back to the postgame show. The Chicago Bears finally win a game. We started the show with my reaction of saying, thank God, but the Bears only had three points off of four takeaways. Um, Olin. It feels good to win finally. I mean, it's been a while for those that team to, to win a game. You go into a bye week and uh, you get a win. I mean, uh, what what did that you know? How good is that for you going into a bye week when you finally get a win? You get to enjoy the, enjoy the uh, the time off, and it just feels better going into meetings. It, it really does. And and to answer a few questions, right? And and the defense uh, came out, and we talked earlier in the show about the performance they put on and the performance Coach Eberflus put on and win one for your coach who's been under a lot of fire. And, and, and as we know, Pat, uh, you hear the things people say mm -hmm. right, about your coach, about firing him, moving on, and all of a sudden you put on a performance where you only give 10 points up there in Minnesota. We all know uh, that's not Minnesota's starting quarterback, but you can only play who they put on the field. And then Justin Fields answers the question at the end of the game that, that you know I know I've been and we've been posing for weeks. Can he win a game late? with the ball in his hands. Uh, he hasn't done that a lot in the last two. Well, they haven't done a lot of winning, period, in the last two years. But just to win a game, 
Uh, we've talked about earlier in this show that we've all seen what that game was, what, what happened in that game. We all seen how bad that offense looked. We all saw the two fumbles, but the defense was dominant, mm-hmm. and the offense made the play at the end to win the game. Now, real quick, Gertie, you know, Olin, I'm, I'm re- here reading the text screen, and they're getting on us about you're still ripping Justin Fields. You know, some people say I hate Justin Fields. Some people say you know whatever's going on with Justin Fields, but. You have to look at the big picture. This man is, 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 is competing and playing for basically a $200 million contract. You know, yes, I want him to win, but if I'm grading him, if I'm Ryan Poles, if I'm the Bears organization, you got to look at everything. Those two fumbles to me are part of the game. You know, they could have, could have not walked away with the game, but it would have been a little different ending. Maybe he didn't have to win it in the final two minutes, but I just want to get my point across to the listeners who think I hate on Justin Fields. I don't. (laughs) I want him to be great. I want him to be the answer. But the thing is, like I just said, you want him to be great. I just don't want him to be good. I want him to be consistent. I want him to be the guy you win games because of, not with. In this game today, I thought last week was much better. Today he won the game. He checked that little box. But if you're going to be great, you've got to check all the boxes. And that's what I want to see. Yep, you need touchdown drives, touchdown drives, and that was not going on during this game with great field position on way too many occasions. After each and every one of those picks, the Bears were in prime spots to drive and score touchdowns, and they were not able to. So, yeah, it's and it is a delicate balance here tonight there's no doubt the bears win this game it you know 12 10 the final score four takeaways but they only scored three points off of those takeaways we're not just going to forget that that happened um nor will we forget that justin fields found dj moore for 36 yards down to the 10 yard line that was a big time clutch play guys and he deserves the plaudit for that but you can't you can't just you know, turn the other way when it comes to the big picture in this game. Are you going to beat good teams like that? No, you're not. No, and Olin, if you could do me a favor, do us a favor, the listeners, you educate us a little bit of, you know, I talked about the screen, the screen calls. Were those thrown out there because they stacked the box and that's what they were supposed to do? Could you maybe explain what those calls are and maybe if they weren't just called screens of why they happened? Some of them were called screens, obviously, you know, when they get behind the sticks, they play it safe, which sometimes you don't want to see with a young quarterback, right? Like where the Bears are in, in, in the process of de- deciding what Justin Fields is to them. I, I just don't really like seeing those plays a lot, Pat, right? I want to see him uh, either process information, move around the pocket, make a play like he did early in the game, right? We're talking about that fourth and 10 yep. where he negotiated the pocket, Kokomet fake like he blocked release and caught a 24-yard pass. But but to your question, Pat, on some of these ones that he's popping out there to the receivers, it's almost like a triple option, mm-hmm. right? Either it's a zone read, basic zone read, give the ball to the running back, read one of the defenders, or Fields keeps it, or by pre-snap, it's just, they call it basketball out there, right? Mm-hmm. If it's two on three, you have three guys and you can block, you whip it out there to DJ Moore, Earlier in the game, you remember it, it can be St. Brown having good blocks on those. Yes. And then Minnesota kind of figured it out, almost baited him, Fields, by giving him a pre-snap look into throwing it out to his receivers and running somebody over there real quick. So to your point, Pat, uh, a lot of those that, that a lot of listeners and people on the, uh, watching the game are yelling about screens that Getsy is calling. It's really a triple option decision by the quarterback. Where are the numbers? Is the numbers in the box? So I keep it. 
or do I pop it out to my wide receivers? And, and to me, the, the idea is there, right? The idea mm-hmm. of the numbers and making those throws, but then you've got to see as the game goes along that the guys aren't making the blocks. The guys aren't executing. So if I'm a coordinator and I'm realizing that they're not working, my call is not working, my guys can't block it, they can't execute it, you've got to find something different. That, that's just my opinion, and I think that's some – Sometimes coordinators or coaches, they get too hard-headed that, no, the numbers are there. My call is right. Well, right, okay, sure, I get that. But the guys just can't execute it. you got to find something else. Right. I mean, that's the one thing. Like, Luke Getze does adjust, I think, game to game. And he's, I mean, he, he adjusted the entire offense last year, obviously. And he's done some of that, giving up on some of the strictly pocket stuff. So game to game, he can adjust. Can he adjust in-game? I think that that's where he struggles, to Patrick Manley's point. Alan Krutz is here as well. I'm Mark Grody. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. The Bears win. They beat the Vikings 12-10. We'll talk more about this game when we return, and we'll get to more calls as well. I see all you guys trying to get in. Definitely going to run through a whole bunch of calls coming up right around the corner as well, right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.